Open Radio Access Networks or Open RAN has democratized network innovation for startups and mid-sized vendors. The CBRS and other Spectrum initiatives freed the enterprise of the chokehold of traditional network operators and helped them build private cellular networks for their business requirements. Companies as big as Honeywell, however, have still been unserved. Will the new generation of service providers that are adopting Open RAN overcome the limitations of size? and bring inexpensive private networks to smaller organizations. Let's find out. Hi guys, this is your host Ashish Chen and you're listening to the Alignment Podcast where we go beyond the buzzwords and connect the dots between technology and its business impact. Meet my guest for today's podcast, Vivek Parmar. He's a prominent thought leader in the 5G industry, acutely aware of the rich possibilities of product development with increasing integration of IT and communications. Assistant VP at Hughes Systake Corporation in the Washington DC area, he's especially passionate about extending private networks to small and medium scale companies. In our discussion today, we will uncover, are CIOs of the small and mid-scale enterprises aware of the immense possibilities with private networks? Do they know how they can collaborate with a new generation of providers to lead in digital business services and gain an edge on their counterparts in large enterprises? And how can Open RAN play a role in their digital transformation? So without further ado, let me welcome Vivek Parmar. Vivek, thank you for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Ashish. Great. So you've been in the telecom industry for God knows 20 years now, although you don't look that old. <laughs> yeah, a little short of 20, I would say, yeah, uh, uh, almost touching uh, 18 years in the telco side of the world. Uh, and uh, it's been an exciting journey, I would say, over these years. So, so tell us a little bit about your journey in telecom and how you got into this 5G space. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I started off in a very exciting fashion. I mean, um, uh, back, in, back in the days uh, in 2003 and four. Uh, telecom was just ushering in back in India, and uh, you know I was I, I was just hitting off my career uh, right after my engineering days uh, with a company called Reliance, and you know Reliance was supposed to revolutionize the way uh, telecom was done um, in India. They got rid of uh, expensive handsets uh, and and you know gave in ten dollar handsets to everybody in India, and that got me really excited as to how and why they are doing it. And uh, I was really hooked on to telecom right from those days. And uh, the love has not died down till date. So I, I love being part of this industry. It's a, it's a great place to be in with all the technology innovations that happen every G, so to say. So, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live through 2G and then, you know, uh, and then implemented 3G uh, in many ways. And now we are at the fifth generation of the network. And, uh, you know, the possibilities are endless, I would say. No, it's great. That's great. And the Reliance has, has not stopped innovating. For, for, we all know that. I mean, yeah. the way they've implemented the 4G network has been outstanding, right? And, and I'm really? sure they're going to do the same thing with 5G whenever that is ready for India. So let's talk about 5G, right? And lots of, you know, you can call it sometimes marketing hype. We can call it some things are real. But all in all, 5G is geared towards, you know, changing a lot of things, you know, both from how the business has been done and the kind of applications and services we will experience ultimately and the way businesses will start looking at wireless network beyond, you know, just the traditional way of how they've been accustomed to using wireless. So 
and there's a good momentum in the market around private networks. See, bands like CBRS and others have definitely opened up the possibilities for many companies to explore how they can implement private cellular networks, which are very difficult in one way or the other using 3G and 4G. But it has definitely opened up. And now, you know, the service providers have created an initiative uh, for Open RAN. Although Open RAN has been very much in the talks and in the the main reason is an operator led initiative initially and very much so in helping them in their network evolution to virtualization and supply chain initiatives and openness overall. How will Open RAN in general make any shift in how wireless networks can be implemented for the enterprises? So I know said many things we can take one by one private networks evolution for enterprises, how open RAN plays a role in it. Let's unbundle it. Absolutely. So Ashish, I think uh, you've started on a very uh, interesting point. See, if you look back at the evolution of how uh, networks have evolved, I mean, you know, you had the 2G network, which uh, which had the BSC and the BTS, right? And it, it, it till date remains a very niche market, which is characterized by a dozen specialist vendors, which have very proprietary offerings, right? So to say, um, and, and that has, uh, you know, continuously been one of the bane of the, the operators where they feel that they are kind of tied into uh, one particular, uh, you know, vendor for, for quite a bit of time. And the transition from, you know, these proprietary RAN system to the ORAN system uh, began uh, a few years back, uh, you know, with uh, with the uh, with the various alliances and all that got formed at, at that point of time. And ORAN Alliance overall has been doing a tremendous job overall to kind of uh, take this project to to fruition. Um, now, coming back to the point of enterprise networks, you've got to kind of look at uh, what defines a pro, you know private mobile network and. And before you decide whether you want to kind of really do a private mobile network, what are your options for that, right? So in terms of private mobile networks, what sort of questions you can ask yourself when you are an enterprise, right? So like who owns the, the network assets, right? Is it you who are owning it? Who owns the spectrum, right? Is it like leased? Is it like an uh, unlicensed spectrum? Um, are you kind of using a shared spectrum? What, what sort of options do you have there, right? Um, and again, the most important point, um, and I've written that in, in many of my posts there, um, is the use case, right? So what are your requirements, so to say, regarding the capabilities that you want out of the network? What needs to be dedicated? What can be shared? What can be, you know, really um, something that you want to own up completely? Do you need it at one place? Uh, do you have multiple areas where you're looking at? Is it like a multi-site offering or a wide area offering? So these are the kind of questions that kind of, you know, help derive or, or, or drive your, uh, your decisions regarding a, a private network, right? So once you get into uh, those questions, you can help answer yourself uh, and see, you know, what sort of network are you kind of trying to build up in a private uh, mobile scenario. Now, uh, a you know, given that a private mobile network, if it would have been proprietary and tied in, would need uh, either for you to partner uh, with uh, with a with a uh, telecom service provider or an MNO, um, uh, and who may or may not give you the right sort of attention is the right word I want to use here. 
um, uh, and and why I use that is because there are a lot of enterprises which are like you know small or medium size in nature, and if they are wanting to go about setting up a private network, how easy or difficult it is for them. Um, and the easiness and the difficult part of this uh, setting up a private network also stems from the fact that it's uh, it's uh, the, the whole technology behind a mobile network is not as easy to understand as probably uh, setting up your IT infrastructure, which involves setting up a you know a, a host of servers and your Wi-Fi network, etc. Which um, uh, you know enterprises IT teams are well accustomed to run, uh, deploy, and, and and operate on a regular basis. Um, uh, a private network on the cellular side is is a little different ball game, and the skill sets are just not available there with with the uh, uh, with the enterprises with, with their in-house IT teams. So what we're trying to get at is how can we make it easy for the enterprise one to first adopt the technology and second also to run it easy. And and like I mentioned, you know these these criterias revolve around two or three basic pillars. One is of course your business case. Does does your um, enterprise really need a private network? What sort of specific use case are you looking at in terms of your coverage? Uh, is, is it really that your that your coverage is not enough or well well served by a Wi-Fi network? Is it um, the low latency that you're looking at? For example, or do you want to run robots in your in your warehouses, which require ultra uh, you know low uh, level latency for for them to function? Or are you purely looking at speed also? I mean, yeah, I mean Wi-Fi also provides a decent amount of speed, but do you really need that kind of speed from a private network. So, you know, that's the first aspect of it. The second aspect of it is uh, running a private network in an enterprise also requires you to have some sort of spectrum or, uh, uh, you know, come across or, or come over a, a few regulatory aspects, right? So like you mentioned right up front in the beginning of the of the discussion that CBRS is coming along. Now that's a, that's a step in the right direction where you can have enterprises apply for the right kind of spectrum for them to use um, and, and, and still be able to carry on their business. Germany is doing it in their own way. So uh, and, um, you know, and, and that is driven, of course, by the fact that Germany has so many enterprises and, and manufacturing units that would require this kind of private networks going in. So that's the second aspect of it, which is regulation. And the third aspect of it is the whole technology aspect of it, right? So what sort of uh, shared spectrum access that you will use, what sort of technology you would use. You touched upon Open RAN as a technology, right? So uh, look at that aspect of it and, and, and ask yourself whether uh, you would be able to kind of take a, uh, an open core network, uh, like a magma, for example, and uh, take an off-the-shelf radio from some places, and would you be able to kind of integrate it? Do you want to take it in-house or you know, do you want to kind of rely on a system integrator to do it for you? So there are a lot of newer companies uh, that you would see coming up uh, and, and they've already come up in many ways um, who are offering these open source based um, network components for, for them to integrate for you and even run it for you in many ways. So these are exciting times overall. And I think uh, once we are able to do that, uh, you know, get these uh, interesting companies into the into the play, these system integrators, we will be able to kind of uh, uh, have an interesting time ahead for private networks. No, very well, very well uh, explained, uh, Vivek. Definitely, you know, all the business criterias make a lot of sense, right? I, I had a discussion with the technology director at Ford a couple of weeks back. And, you know, definitely their use cases were about um, augmented reality and, and things like that, right? Right. And then, and 
they're far ahead in technology sometimes we don't we don't even realize right especially manufacturing right. in particular right they're so far ahead in using digital twins and automation and robotics at a level that uh, you know we we feel that okay these are new use cases that are actually existing use cases but they have not been mass utilized because of the limitations of underlying infrastructures that they you know and if, even if they even if those limitations are there they have figured out because they are large enough manufacturers they could they, they could afford a much robust much even cellular networks uh, for that matter uh, to implement those use cases but the moment you scale it down to mid level enterprises and you know smaller businesses it just becomes difficult right now yeah. to going going back to your point about you know business decisions on how do you go about it and then i was just focusing on your last comment regarding technology right what technology is the right technology to use generally speaking right from an enterprise perspective a lot of especially the segment we're talking about network is a poster child right because right. it's it's somebody else's problem i've always been you know utilizing a service provider they given me fiber or ethernet or mpls uh now you know lte dongles for my backup networks they don't have that skill set at all i mean even for getting the simple network connectivity and to even to manage the day to day complexities of the wide area network wireless lan or lan wire, uh, wireless lan components right the expectations right. there are okay i need one solution that somebody else comes and implement especially in the wifi side once it's implemented it's more about okay remote monitoring and things like that you don't it's not a very high touch solution all the time right right so now we are talking about cellular networks which as you right. explained correctly has its own complexities and the level of decision making from an enterprise they at least know from wifi side okay i need an access point the terminology and the grammar at least they understand a bit in terms right. of what to look for and what to ask in the cellular space they don't even have that idea right i mean a lot of right. businesses still struggle to understand what's what's 5g i mean yeah that's you know if we are at that level for many businesses but they like it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, they, they've been told they should like it <laughs> so yeah. they, don't, they don't know why they should like it yet yeah. um so the point about you know them making a decision about whether you know they should go about building it themselves using open ran i think it's far fetched in my view uh right. from an enterprise perspective but it may be an education that the new category of providers you mentioned right they may adopt it and i haven't seen many who have adopted open ran yet i i just recently read an article that salona has uh announced that they will be doing it uh, their solution open ran spec based uh, and i'm sure there are others who will follow the suit but the msps or the new generation of providers right may have a much heavy lifting to do in adoption of this technology and hide the complexities from an enterprise because at the end of the day enterprise will still care about especially the segment we're talking about larger ones you know they have a lot more options they will have an entire network team probably to understand what it means but the smaller and medium sized businesses would need the cellular network to function just like wifi that's my right. opinion yeah 
and and you're rightly uh, are you you're absolutely right ashish i think uh, the way um, enterprises would have to approach this scenario is to look at their business case and see what they're doing right now so you know as as companies begin to think about this whole uh, enabling mobility uh, in their in their enterprise for their workforce they need to look at what forms of connectivity they're utilizing at this moment as an organization right with a few exceptions i think most of the companies that we that we talk about uh, they have a blended environment for connectivity isn't it i mean they 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 leverage wired assets they have wifi uh, for for short term uh, or 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 short haul communication and and they provide cellular service uh, in many ways to their workforce also as well as to many factories i mean if they if you look at the private lte scenario right and some yeah. of them even utilize satellite connections some of them um, utilize iot uh, lora wan connectivity or uh, you know low low power uh, wan connectivity maybe it can be lora wan or some other provider right so now uh, they need to kind of uh, stop and take an assessment of what use cases they are looking for in the future and and make a pathway for themselves um uh, for the enterprise connectivity you know some of these uh, may be mission critical in nature and and careful planning of uh, what is the first step to a successful deployment of any technology 5g or no 5g is, is that you know what what sort of use case are you kind of looking at is it able are you able to serve it from your existing connectivity now if you look at those all all those options uh, for for an enterprise uh you uh, a lot it, it it's like a menu card that will kind of come up right so number one option maybe you want to do it stand alone right so you have your whole network that you want to kind of manage and and run by your yourself right then you have the second option where you have something which is hosted by an mno now it's still a dedicated network for you it is your own private network but you are having an mno run it for you the third aspect is you don't want a complete network as per your use case you know it may turn out that you don't really want a complete standalone um, network which is either hosted by an mno or by yourself but you just need a slice for example right for your use right. case you need dedicated bandwidth and you keep it for yourself uh, that's another use case that uh, uh, an enterprise needs to look at and then there is the sole concept then you know you can even do sharing of a ran right now given the scenario that an enterprise finds itself in they'll have to kind of pick and choose which option they want to take uh, in the future given their use case um, and as you rightly said the companies like celona etc are now coming in and they're they're, they're using these open source components um, in a very nice way to kind of build a low cost solution for the enterprise which largely i think they want to run as as an uh, um, as a company who's providing the service but in many cases where the enterprises have grown or, or or have matured to a large extent some of them may want to run it on their own also but giving it out to an expert is is always a good option they can uh, you, you know even they can do a build operate transfer model which is kind of uh, being talked about in the industry now that you know you have somebody build and operate it for you and then get it transferred to to the enterprise over a, a longish term so there are different options that that you have with respect to these uh um, deployment options that you see depending depending on the on the use case that you have right so yeah yeah no absolutely i think i think the the business model we can call it or a deployment model right i mean or a mix of two because there is one is deployment model that okay yeah. where does it get deployed whether you have a dedicated network on on premise like you said or hosted in one way or the other whether you get the whole host the hosted completely dedicated to you or a slice of a hosting or like a shared network so those are 
you know, definitely deployment and, and business model decisions uh, that enterprise has to make. And, and you rightly said about the use cases. So let's let's talk about right. So we all know we the five okay five G brings new level of capability in terms of latency and bandwidth and speed and and whatnot, enabling newer capabilities. But specifically talking about let's bring back the open RAN aspect to it. Open okay. RAN we know from an operator perspective you know vendor diversity open interfaces enables you to bring new vendors um you know transition towards virtualization flexibility in how you'd want to deploy the network more control on you know how you manage the network and the services you enable on the network a lot of good things right that it brings to the table and of course yeah. The traditional MNOs, I want to use, I hate that word traditional, but MNOs, let's say, yeah. right? They are, many of them are transitioning towards virtualization. And right. Rakuten, great example, right? Rakuten is a great example of who have embarked that journey. Greenfield, of course, you know, easier for them yeah. compared to others, but they have, they have done that. And they're creating yeah. new sort of platforms to, you know, enable service innovation around it. Particularly yeah. when we talk about service innovation, how will open ran enable the service innovation targeted to these small and mid-sized businesses can you talk about that yeah sure so um, open ran overall uh, uh, brings in with it you know a lot of uh, like you said choice uh, for uh, a particular customer to pick up from right so uh, it, it's trying to as an overall uh, concept you know oran is kind of trying to kind of bring in a low cost RAN white box hardware, so to say, right? I mean, RAN costs traditionally have been a, a big source um, of cost for the for the, um, for the the operators themselves, right? But with open RAN, uh, what we are trying to build in is uh, the fact that you can pick and choose from different hardware um, as well as software vendors. So, you know, uh, you can bring in uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, um, I would say use cases, so to say, around traffic steering, around QoE optimizations, around MIMO optimizations, uh, RAN slicing, etc. All that is kind of enabled uh, via the ORAN scenario. And, and the fact that, you know, uh, and, and by the way, I mean, there are not always pros only to the ORAN approach. And I'll talk about some of the things that we need to be aware of if we kind of go with the ORAN approach. But the, the, the pros that you see overall with an overall approach is, of course, you avoid a vendor lock-in. You have a faster uh, innovation cycle. And when I say innovation, I don't, I don't want to use the term blindly. And when I say an innovation, I mean specifically the applications that will allow you to run a network in a much more efficient and automated manner. And ORAN, uh, by, you know, by its design, brings in a component called the RAN Intelligent Controller or the RIC, which kind of pushes the boundary of extreme network automation and it's the heart of the new thinking of the overall you know ran approach towards how you want to kind of drive an intelligent and you know insights driven ran overall right um, and it goes without saying i mean cost is a big aspect for any enterprise when they're kind of setting things up right what uh, wi-fi enabled uh, pretty easily was because of its scale uh, the cost went down substantially and it was very easy for every vendor across the world to kind of make their Wi-Fi solutions pretty much affordable to an enterprise. And, and with the ORAN approach, again, that's what you're trying to aim at. Uh, by separating out the radio from the core components, what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring in a diversity, you're trying to lower down the cost, 
uh, and you have a quicker time to market for those deployments. So that allows you know more companies to kind of come in and participate um, uh, because and because of that increased competition in the hardware and the software side overall kind of the, the costs come down, right? The other aspect of things that we should talk about with the ORAN system uh, and, and the open systems overall is the fact that it brings about a flexibility in, in the way you want to kind of set up. Um, traditionally, uh, I mean, if you look at the network architecture, they were very stiff and rigid, right? You had things to be done in a certain way. But now with an open architecture and open interfaces, you will see that there are there are a lot of flexible deployment options that you that you can come across and you don't need to kind of um, scale up if you don't want to. You can scale down also if you want to kind of, uh, you know, depending on the on the usage scenario. So that kind of brings in a lot of uh, flexibility um, uh, that that that, you know, comes along with the architecture design itself. And, and last but not the least, on, on the positive side, I think um, ORAN with its RIC architecture and the enablement of the X apps and the R apps will bring about a new set of services and applications that the, the next generation of enterprises who are looking at digital transformation want. And, and when I say that, it's, um, it's you know, uh, let's look at some examples, right? So for example, in a warehouse, if you have robotics, you want to kind of utilize, uh, you know, the low latency aspects of it. You want to utilize the fact that you need a dedicated quality of experience for those devices. And, and you know, OpenRAN via the RIC and its XAPs and XAPs can enable you to do that. You know, you can have a fine-grained control of over your network, which will allow you to kind of um, uh, control and, and, and build in these new services and capabilities within the network. Um, so can you expand on that a little bit? How will that do that? Yeah. So, so for yeah, you use an example of a warehouse robotics. Yeah. Great, great so, example, right? And then how does Open RAN with REC and XAPS come into play in enabling that? Sure. So for example, I mean, so what I'm trying to get at is let's look look at the architecture of of the uh, of the ORAN overall and specifically the part that RIC plays in, right? So the RIC overall gives you uh, and uh, it enables you uh, to have a fine grained control over the user equipment and, and policy deployments that you do within your network, right? So it can help you do uh, a proactive network resource management. It can allow you to do service differentiation. And how it does that is via the development of what we call as an XAPs. Now, what are XAPs? XAPs are essentially um, um, applications that reside on top of the rig and they help you uh, in real time control over the of uh, over the network that you are running right and and that control uh, via this um, xap so you can for example have an xap purely for uh, doing quality of experience for your end devices you can have an xap that does for example traffic steering in your warehouse environment so for example if there are certain set of robots or uh, you know, um, uh, ARVs that you have in within your whole system, uh, they can be given dedicated bandwidth uh, uh, via this uh, control, fine-grained control through the XAP to make sure that they are never out of, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, bandwidth requirement or they always have the right latency uh, provided to them, provided to them by our dedicated quality of experience. So overall, uh, uh, why uh, uh, this was, now, this is still possible in a traditional network. I'm not saying it's not possible. But the fact of the matter is that in a traditional network, 
this was all enabled via a CSON or a distributed SON uh, uh, architecture, right? And as we all know, these all um, um, uh, softwares come bundled in only when you kind of purchase the whole end-to-end uh, -end system from bigger operators like your Nokia's and the Ericsson's of the world. What OpenRAN is enabling is for anybody, any developer in this world to come in and develop an X app for you um, at, a, uh, at a cost which is reasonable and uh, be able to deploy it on your RAN intelligent controller and still still be able to kind of achieve it. So is, so, so is Rick, uh, let's look from, uh, let's say I'm an enterprise CIO, right? I'm trying to understand yeah. this. And I'm like, okay, this sounds interesting. I have, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I understand a little bit on networks that are programmable. Looks like we are getting in that direction through right. this, right? And I'm able to understand specific things that I would need in my network and an application that is residing on this new component, Rick, is mm -hmm. able to understand what my network requirements are and make sure the network performs for that particular right. requirement, right? So right. Is, is Rick a function that an enterprise IT team could control and manage, or is that a function more geared towards a managed service provider that could be a new MSP category that we've been talking about, or an MNO, whoever is providing that hosted service, or is this something so simple enough that an, that an IT person who has been doing any kind of cloud apps can understand and manage themselves? Right, so let me actually answer this question uh, this way. One of the aims for uh, 5G and OpenRAN in specific uh, is the whole automation business. And what they're trying to get at is to make it as automated and easy for somebody to manage the network for them. Now, to answer your question, whether an enterprise can do it, I think an enterprise of a substantial scale will be able to do it. Will an enterprise of a small and medium size nature, does, does it need to do it? My answer would be likely not. Because what we are looking at is uh, uh, these components being cloud-based and easily shareable. Now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going one step further and I, I'll, I'll stick my head out to say that, you know, uh, uh, you know, we, we may have a scenario where uh, you can have uh, XAP, uh, a store uh, for applications, just like your, uh, you know, app store for, for your mobile, where you can have applications which will cater to every uh, uh, use case imaginable in an enterprise scenario and enterprises will be able to kind of buy these apps uh, uh, from from uh, from that app store and deploy it onto the network onto their rig which is either shared or which can be uh, uh, you know hosted by themselves in a dedicated manner see the important aspect about uh, the the rig is that is the fact that these applications that you're looking at are potentially developed by third parties Right. right. It, so, so the provider of the rig is not necessarily the one who's developing um, the the applications that run on top of it. And why this is important is because that allows for specialized applications to be developed for specific tasks, and and that too via a very shortened development cycle. You know, you we we've all seen what has what what happens in a app world, right? You see apps of all kinds stemming on the app store um, every few weeks, and then there are regular updates. I mean, for me, or at least I see that there is almost an update for every app that I on, have on my phone every week or two weeks, right? So because yeah. there are constant updates going on, 
that sort of thing is not even imaginable in the telco world at the moment but the rate with it and anorani yeah are trying to do that well there is some sort of enhancement like that right we've all went through a cpas com- a communication platform as a service right so that went in that direction of programmability of the communication services and and i think we are all talking about will if open ran and rick and xapps will bring in a similar sort of marketplaces and platforms just like cpas right companies many companies like vonage is doing that now ring central is doing it twilio of course is one of the leaders who've been yeah. developing these platforms and brought in apis sdks in all those things to a communication mm-hmm. network right those kind of things have not existed as prevalently in the network side yet right yeah and 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 i believe where what you're saying here is this has the potential to create similar type of programmable network platforms where third where developers maybe new category developers um not like http developers but uh, website developers who can actually create these applications in a much simpler way than what was possible before and rakuten is already going in that direction of opening up marketplace right for your newer, newer applications that they can build sd van went in that direction also to a, to a certain point because they all you know became virtualized van controllers and orchestrators in the network in the cloud and then most of the vendors went in uh, deploying their virtual instances in azure and amazon cloud and and many others right so enterprises can just deploy those instances from those clouds so yeah looks like we're heading in that direction with wireless networks with this initiative absolutely and 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 you know uh, rick uh, and open ran are kind of coming up with their sdk or a software development kit for an x app right that will allow anybody to kind of make an app which is independent of the rick on which it is to be deployed so you know again furthering uh, the cause of uh, participation by different vendors small and big who can come in and who have you know uh, innovative ideas to to uh, to specific use cases which probably i'm not saying the bigger companies don't innovate the nokias and the ericsons have always innovated to a large extent and i have nothing against them but the fact of the matter is uh, you know if you get more participation from uh, people across the world developers across the world who have innovative ideas who can make these small applications uh, which are portable and 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 can run across different rick platforms that will be utopia right for the telecom world and that's what we are kind of hoping that will that will happen well i think the it's considering this is a uh, telco led initiative i'm sure the demand will you know uh, create the supply <laughs> so it, and it is right so uh, we're already seeing um, operators heading in that direction many founding members of open ran are already uh, heading in that direction uh, i was yeah. i was listening to um, the open ran summit that was done by fierce wireless yesterday and today in fact it's going on and it was very interesting to hear the the challenges and but challenges to understand what were the going but the optimism word was pretty good in terms of you know how they're heading the value they see and all that so i'm sure it will come so just to wrap it up uh, this is great discussion first of all by the way um for enterprises right what should they watch out for in this market like they and uh, how do they keep tap of something like this should, should, should they be looking into 
their MNOs? They should they be talking to their MNOs? Should they be talking to the, to their Wi-Fi uh, suppliers on keeping tab up? Like, okay, how how they can start a journey or start thinking about this kind of things. Right. So, um, um, uh, how I would approach if I were an enterprise, Ashish, really would be to look at what what is my use case, right? And and start small is is what I will I will kind of uh, allude to and. Um, you know, um, I've seen news items where uh, companies, big uh, mobile network operators like Verizon and all are coming up with their 5G enterprise offerings. Um, I would not hesitate to give them a try and see if they engage at the right level. Uh, I've not seen, uh, you know, too many uh, case studies, so to say, come out of that thing because it's, first of all, pretty recent. But uh, at the same time, what I would uh, kind of look at is these newer service providers. I was looking at a study just recently. Um, so the number of private networks have increased, but the share of mobile network operators who are running those networks as a primary has in fact decreased. That gives me an indication that enterprises are either tapping on different service providers or system integrators to run these networks for them. And, and they're tapping more of these guys to kind of do the work for them rather than the MNOs which may not be a good sign for the MNOs in many ways, uh, but, but that's where the market is looks like it's heading. Uh, uh, and and the, a few other aspects that I would kind of look at as an enterprise when I'm making a decision about, uh, you know, private networks is to make sure that, you know, I am not binding myself into systems that cannot be upgraded or changed. Uh, they have the right amount of interoperability into them, built into them. Uh, they are able to do standardized functions in an automated fashion, I would say. Um, security, again, is a big question mark. You can't be, uh, you know, secure enough uh, nowadays, uh, no matter what you do. So kind of give uh, enough importance to, to that aspect. Uh, and, then, and then look at your ROI as to what you are really trying to achieve at the end of the day with your use case and whether that investment you, you're putting in with respect to a private network, is it justified? I mean, in many cases, we, uh, an enterprise may make a false decision to just jump onto the 5G bandwagon for no reason, uh, thinking that that's the best thing for them to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, their best interest may just lie in doing either a private LTE or even a Wi-Fi based network. So, you know, take a justified call, uh, take a justified call, um, make a business case for yourself and, and implement it is what I'll suggest. Great piece of advice, Vivek. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Well, I think that's, that wraps it up. I really appreciate you taking us time and uh, taking time and uh, sharing your insights with our users. Thanks a lot, Ashish. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, always interesting to hear your podcast. I always look forward to it. And this one was no uh, different. So thanks a lot for having me here. Thanks. Sir. Thank you. All right. Take care. Great discussion, Vivek. Your point about the rich opportunities for small and medium scale companies with open RAN technologies such as RAN Intelligence Controller and X apps is quite interesting. If the service providers can remove the complexities of managing private networks and create a marketplace with programmable networking applications, small and medium scale enterprises are unbound to ride the wave of digital services boom promised by 5G. It has been a pleasure having you on the show, Vivek. Thank you for your great insights. Thanks everyone for listening. If you haven't already done, please subscribe to the Alignment Podcast on your favorite platform. It's A-L-Y-N-M-E-N-T. 
We hope you will continue the conversation by asking questions and sharing your thoughts regarding how open RAN technologies are evolving to support enterprise private networks. Feel free to reach out to me on ashish.jain at kairospulse.com or drop me a note on my LinkedIn. Until next time, as I always say, get vaccinated and stay safe.